Hello, you are welcome once again to our weekly Bible study. It's such a pleasure, such an honor to know that you're there watching our videos. Thank you very much. Today we're going to talk about victory over difficult situations. Victory over difficult situation. Victory over difficult situation. Philippians chapter 3 verse 21. Can you read that please? He is able to subdue things to himself. He is able. He is able to subdue all things to himself. He's talking about the power in the name of Jesus. He is able to subdue all things to himself. Victory over difficult situation. Are you facing difficult situation in your life, in your marriage, in your business, in your office? Are you in a position, are you in a state right now that you really need a victory? Are you in a situation whereby you really need God to do something spectacular, something miraculous in your life? It's the word of God here that God is able to subdue all things to himself. Victory over difficult situation. You can only have victory in Jesus Christ. Jesus has given us the victory. He has given us a name above every other name that I, in the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. And every tongue must confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I want to encourage you as believers, whatever situation you are passing through, whatever situation you find yourself in, believe in Him, trust in Him, and He is going to give you the victory that you need in that particular situation, in that particular circumstances that you find yourself. Praise God. Praise God. You want to say something about that? Well, I want to say that maybe you're going through a hard time right now. Maybe you're needing this promise, this strength to encourage you right now that light is at the end of the tunnel. Praise God. That sorrow, Peter said, sorrow may endure for a night, but joy come in the morning. And know that this trial that you're going through, the circumstance you're going through, it's heavy, it's hard. We don't understand why we have to go through it. Except that we live in this world where it's not perfect and we go through things. It's inevitable. But know that God can take it and turn it around and make you stronger through it. Make you more anointed. Help you get to a higher level. Build your strength. Like it is like when you work out, when you go to the gym, you're breaking muscle down so to build up more new muscle. That's what happens when you're confronted with storms. Trees become stronger when they are faced with storms. You'll see the st strongest trees, the strongest um, vegetation in life is those that have been faced by wind, by mm. storms. Mm. So know that this affliction, this trial, this test for is for a season, but joy is coming in the morning. Praise God, hallelujah. That's a wonderful word there. Victory over circumstances. Don't give up. Don't give up on your situations. Don't give up on God because He will never give up on you. Trust in Him. Have faith in God because He has promised the victory. He said, uh, uh, in this world we have tribulation, but be of good cheers, I have overcome the world. He has overcome that trial that you're facing. He has overcome that situation. Just hang in there and believe God for a miracle. And He's going to surprise you. There is victory as believers, as children of God. There is victory 
in the name of Jesus. There's a word here that talks about faith. Faith in God. Faith believing. Standing on the promise of God. Understanding what the word of God has said concerning your life. That you'll be the head and not the tail. You'll be above and not be uh, beneath. The presence of the Lord will overshadow you. And it will bring every of your desires. It will bring them to fulfillment. Don't give up. There is victory. There is light at the end of the tunnel. I want, we want to encourage you as we are encouraging ourselves every day. Hang in there. Trust in the Lord. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean on your, on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will direct your path. In all your ways, understand that victory is ahead and victory comes from Jesus. Hang on to Jesus. Let Him take care of your life. Let Him take care of the situation that you are facing because in God, there is victory. In Jesus Christ, there is victory. We want to encourage you. The Lord bless you and the Lord will make his face to shine upon you. There is victory over the circumstances that you're facing. Amen. There is victory over the difficulty you are facing. Is it financial difficulty? Is it an uh, 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 issue of barrenness? Is it issue of uh, 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 lack of job or health wise? There is victory for you. There is victory for you today. It's like I'm talking to someone right there listening to me. There is victory for you. There is victory for you. Just hold on to faith. Hold on to the promise of God. Hold on as I'm speaking that yes, there is victory for me. That sickness will not kill you. That sickness will bring victory for you in the name of Jesus. That's what we are here to encourage you. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 3 verse 21, it says, He is able even to subdue all things to himself. God is able. There is nothing too difficult for God to do. Amen. There is nothing too hard for Him. He said, is there anything too hard for me? There is nothing too hard for God. As long as we are Christian and we serve Him faithfully, there is victory ahead of us. God promises us victory. Jesus said, I go to my Father's house, but I leave unto you the Holy Spirit to comfort you, to lead and guide us. And the Holy Spirit is a form of the victory that we needed. Do not be dismayed. Do not be, uh, do, do, do. Don't be afraid. Trust in the Lord. Trust in Him. Put all, all your trust in Him and He will never fail you. He will never disappoint you. He will never leave you. The Bible says, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. There is victory for you today. There is victory for you today. And you receive that victory in the name of Jesus. You want to say something to you? You know that these fiery trials that you're going through are going to make you stronger, stronger and mm -hmm. come out more beautiful. And also, I'm trying to think of the scripture in my mind. It says, um, basically, these, these trials you're going through are but for a moment. Mm -hmm. And they're to make you come out pure. Pure as gold. Mm -hmm. Gold tried in the fire. That's right. Um, that's what I'm trying to get out. Gold tried in the fire. Gold in its rare form out of the earth is not pure. It's not usable. But put it in fire. Get it in the master's hands. Get it in the, the jeweler's hands. Who he can mold it and make it usable, make it something beautiful. You know, he'll give you beauty for ashes. 
Only God can take such things as a diamond hidden in the earth and take it and cut it just right to where it shines. God may be cutting you, but be rest assured, it's for your good. God may be allowing things in your life, but sure, be rest assured that God will take the hard things and He will make you better for them. Because He loves you, He cares about you. He wants to see you prosper and be in good health as your soul prospers. Sometimes I wonder if God allows things to come into our life. And unfortunately, we live in a sinful world where things happen to good people and bad people. You know, the wheat grow with the tares. We're in this world, we're in this situation, but we that have God and that have submitted ourselves to God have a hope. Yes. We have ability to be restored through this trial, through circumstances. We have somebody to go through. We have a way to cope with life because we know we have a higher power. We have a heavenly father that is there to encourage us. And when we aren't able to go the extra mile, when my husband's not able to go the extra mile, uh, when my mother's not able to be there, my father's not able to be there, my best friend, whoever you have counted on in life, they can only go so far, but God can go farther, Hallelujah. and He can give you strength to go through it. Amen. Sometimes He doesn't take away the storm, sometimes He doesn't take away the suffering, sometimes He doesn't take away the hurt, right. and sometimes He doesn't remove the situation that's you know difficult in your life, but He will give you the strength to overcome. He Amen. said in this life, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome. And if He's overcome, that same spirit that's that was in Christ is in us. That's right. Hallelujah. You know, we are filled with the Spirit of God. We have the Holy Ghost dwelling in us to give us victory Lord. in our lives to overcome in this world. Hallelujah. So we don't have to fear. We can be of good cheer. Praise God. Praise God. That is the word of God for you today. Don't be in fear. Trust in the Lord. Depend on Him. Depend on Him. Hang in there. God is ready to give you victory. Don't give up. Don't give up on that situations. Don't give up on that circumstances. God has promised us. Jesus Christ has promised us that in this world will be. I mean, we, we have tribulation, but we should be of good cheer because He has overcome the world. God bless you. I pray for us in the name of Jesus that victory is ours today in the name of Jesus. Every plan of the devil, every devices of the devil, we destroy them in the name of Jesus. I pray in the name of Jesus that we will trust in you with all of our power, with all of our might, and we will not lean on our own understanding. In all our ways, we acknowledge you because you are going to direct our path. Because victory will come at the end of every trial in our lives in the name of Jesus. God bless you. Praise God. We love you so much, and we hope forward to look uh, to, to expect you again next week. Love bless you. Be encouraged. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles If you've been hearing the same old voice tell the same old lies If you're trying to feel the same old holes inside There's a better life There's a better life If you got pain if you feel lost, he's a way How you doing? Um, I'm led by the Spirit of God to start a series on Bible teachings. 
we realize that uh, a lot of uh, Christians today uh, don't really give attention to the, the study of the Word of God. And then it's not just um, all about going to church and then receiving the blessing from the pastors. It is more and much more about how we personally develop ourselves in the area of understanding the scripture, knowing what uh, the Bible says, and then how we can grow in the Spirit of God. First uh, Timothy chapter 2, verse 2, he said, As newborn babies desire the sincere meek of the word of God so that we might grow thereby. Uh, we don't have to be in circle as Christians. We have to be growing. That is the plan. That is the promise of God. By the time we are saved, uh, salvation is the finished work of Christ. Jesus Christ died for our sins and he saved us and he gave unto us salvation. But uh, growing in the spirit, growing as a Christian is not the finished work. Jesus did not sort that out on the cross. We have to grow, we have to grow, we have to grow, we have to grow and that is why it's important that uh, we understand the scripture itself and we understand what the scripture says and we understand how we can defend the gospel, how we can be so confident of the word of God and what the Bible says about us. So we'll be going to some teachings and then uh, I believe that uh, the Spirit of God would teach us, you know. I want to talk about understanding the Scripture, understanding the Bible, understanding the Bible. The aim of this teaching, the aim of this lesson is to show the believer in Christ the necessity of studying the Bible and its authority. The necessity of studying the Bible and its authority. I'm going to read here the introduction. The term Holy Bible is from a Latin word called Biblia Sacra, which means a collection of sacred writings or books. The Bible is simply God's revealing himself to man through Christ Jesus. Hence, we can say authoritatively that the Bible is all about one man, and that is Jesus Christ. Nevertheless, the lackadaisical attitude of many Christians towards the study of God's word today is quite alarming. The Bible, I mean Bible study, ought to be the core focus of the believer in Christ. It ought to be the core focus of believers in Christ. What we should know, what we should do, where we should do, how we should act, it's all in the scripture, it's all in the Bible. The content of the Bible can be divided into three parts, the scripture, the gospel, and the epistle. The scripture is from Genesis to uh, Malachi. That is the scripture. People wrote the word of God as they were given inspiration. But the gospel came from Matthew. When we read that scripture from Matthew, we begin to discover the, the, uh, the genealogy of Jesus Christ and then the purpose why Jesus Christ has come to this world in the first place. So we have to understand how the Bible has been written. Hallelujah. So the scripture, I've said earlier on that uh, the content of the Bible is divided into three parts. The scriptures, 
the gospel and the epistle. Now, the scripture. The scripture, it can also be divided into three, mainly the Torah, the Nevi, and then uh, the Kentuvi, according to the Jews. Torah is known as the teachings, or the book written by Moses from Genesis to Deuteronomy. Uh, uh, Nevim is known as the prophet. Former prophets include Joshua, Judges, Samuel, Kings. The later prophets are the books of Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiah, Hosea, Joel, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, Malachi, and Malachi. Kentuvim is also known as the readings. They are the Psalm, the Proverb, Job, Song of Solomon, Ruth, Lamentation, Ecclesiastic, Esther, Daniel, Esther, and Nehum. So, uh, we are just trying to say how the scripture was splitted from Genesis, the, 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 the five book of Moses. How Moses wrote Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, and then how the prophets start from the judges and all that. It's very important for us to understand the scripture in this content and uh, the, the, the generation, you know, what transpired between individual and then they hear the voice of God and they put down the voice of God. So the gospel is this includes the synoptic gospel that is from matthew mark and luke the gospel according to john and the gospel according to acts of the apostle we see here that uh, from uh, matthew mark luke and john and Acts are those places that the disciples of jesus write about jesus himself you know we call it the gospel because that is the message that is the message. There are some of the things that have been prophesied from the Old Testament. A child will be born and his name will be called Jesus and he will die for our sin. So that is the gospel. Then the epistle, the epistle includes Pauline epistle, the Hebrew, James, Peter, John, Jude, and the book of Revelation. The epistle shared the, the, the gospel all across nations of the earth. Why the believer must study the scripture? Why must we study the Bible? Number one, to know God and Christ whom He has sent. We talk about the summary of the old scripture of the old Bible is to reveal one man, and that is Jesus Christ. To reveal one man, nobody else, to reveal one character, and that is Jesus Christ. And the most important uh, reason why we as Christians, why we as believers, of Jesus Christ must study the Word of God is to know God and to know who He has sent, which is Jesus Christ. And Jesus is revealed through God. God is being revealed to Jesus Christ. I mean, God is being revealed to Jesus Christ. So that is number one thing. And number two, it will be established in the truth. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 down to uh, verse 15. Ephesians chapter 4 verses 11 to 15 and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and some teachers for the perfecting of the saints 
for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Verse number 14. That we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slate of men, and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to the sea. He said in verse number 15, But speaking the truth in love, that we may now grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. The reason why we must understand the scripture and search through the scripture ourselves and not just to rely on just what your pastor say and not just to rely on just what people talk about. You know, a lot of time, the generation we are in now, everybody has a revelation. So everybody says things and we just believe what they say. No, that is not how the, the early church, that is not how they believe the gospel. When Paul preached, they would go back to their house and they would search the scripture. There's a lot of distraction in our generation that we don't want to study the word of God. We just want to go to church and uh, you know upload everything the pastor says and share them on social media and we think that's enough. That is not enough. This is what God wants us to do. It's a desire that God wants us to search the scripture. Understand by itself. And let me tell you, the moment we uh, uh, devote time to study this word of God, we become transformed. We become changed by that word of God. We become, you know, uh, 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 our eyes begin to open. That's the prayer that Paul prayed. He said that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. Yeah, the, uh, the, the eyes of your understanding will not be enlightened if you do, do, do not, you know, devote time to study the word of God. Amen. How do you study the Bible? How do you study the Bible? Number one, have your own Bible. <laughs> it's very simple as that. You know, it's so sad that even some Christians don't have a Bible. All what we go around is the phone. Have a Bible. Have a physical Bible. A book. Something you can read and something you can jot something down on. It would help. It would help with your personal study of the Word of God. Have your own Bible. Number two, you have to read it. A lot of people have like several Bibles. Every year they change their Bible, but they have never read the Bible through all the years before you know so having your own bible is one number two is you must read it don't just put it somewhere don't just use it to set your house you know you 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 put one bible in the, in the living room one bible in your bedroom one bible in the kitchen that's not what you're talking about here we're talking about to have the bible then you have to read it it's not too much to read the bible every morning every morning the devotion every morning, studying to show yourself approved, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. People go to church, but they can't rightly divide the word of truth. They are easily toes, toe and fro with every doctrine. Every pastor is my friend. Everyone is my favorite. And then all of them speak something different. You know, we have, we have to come to a point of understanding. We have to come to a point of this is what the Bible says. I believe what the Bible says by myself. The relationship with God is not the one that comes through your pastor. The relationship with God is a personal thing. It's a personal encounter. And that is what we need to have. Number three here is meditate on that Bible. 
not just to read the Bible like where I need to read a chapter then go through it blah 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 no when you have your Bible when you uh, when you are committed to read that Bible every day then you have to do one thing you have to meditate on it the Bible says in, Gen- in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 it said this book of the Lord shall not depart out of out of your mouth but thou shalt meditate therein day and night and observe to do all that is written therein. And what did he say? He said it will make your way prosperous. And you will now have a good success. Not just success, but good success. That is, there's a good success. There's a kind of success that comes from God. Not the success of I have a car, I have a house, I have a job. No. Those are vanity. Those are not success. Success is all from the Lord. And we can always get that from meditating in the word of god you read the chapter in the scripture like the bible says it will supply all your need according to its riches in glory just don't read that meditate on it the lord will supply my need what does it mean that means anything i ask god is going to do according to his will according to his riches in glory according to his riches in glory by christ jesus that means if i ask something from god he will do it then you put those words into action that is meditation not just to read, not just a storybook that you just have to read. It's not a storybook that you just have to read. It's something you have to really, you know, meditate upon. Even while you are at work, while you are in school, while you are driving, meditating on that word of God. Meditating on what God says. Meditating on the plan of God for your life. Amen. So it's, 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 it's a, a very important that we should, as Christians, should uh, endeavor to understand the scripture and to also put everything it says into practice. And another one is take notes. You know, when we read the scripture, we I graduated from a university. I know how I study. I know how I jot things down. Oh, I don't want to forget this. I jot it down. That's what the Bible is meant for. When we meditate on the word of God, when we read the scripture, we jot things down. We jot things down. This is uh, what uh, the Bible says. This is we we we, we meditate on it. We jot uh, the word of God. We jot things down. Whatever the spirit of God is laying in your heart, whatever yeah, the spirit of God wants you to do, as you are reading His word, He will begin to speak to you. He begin to ex- uh, uh, to 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 make Himself manifest in in your life. And the last one is pray. You know, uh, uh, there's no how you can grow spiritually and you won't pray. You know, uh, there's uh, there's no how you can, you know, desire the sincere meek and you will not pray. It's very important. As we study the word of God, we pray. Studying the word of God helps believers to grow, to grow, to grow. It helps believers to grow. It helps us to walk in the spirit. Bible says, "Walk in the spirit, so that you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh." In Galatians chapter five, verse sixteen, he said, "I say, walk in the spirit, so that you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh." That is the reason why we study the word of God, and it makes us to grow. He said, "As newborn babies, desire, desire is an action word. You must be in motion. You must desire, not just to be a newborn baby in Christ and just sit down there. And you want people to pet you. You want people to come to your house and." Uh, check upon you, you want power to be calling you all the time. You must grow and become strong. Desire the sincere make of the world so that you may grow thereby. 
and you have to pray more in the spirit. Pray more in the spirit. Pray, pray, pray more in the spirit. Jude 20. Jude. Jude. Uh, Jude 20. Jude uh, 20. Jude 20. But ye beloved, beloved, building up yourself in the most holy faith, pray in the spirit. So you pray in the spirit by building up yourself. Building up yourself help you to grow. Building up yourself, I mean, praying in the Holy Ghost helps you to grow. Jude 20, but ye beloved, but ye children, but ye believers, building up yourself. We can only build up ourselves when we pray. And we pray the word of God, not just to pray, but we pray the word of God. We pray the word of God. Hallelujah. Building up yourself in the most holy faith. Praying. Praying. Building up yourself in the most holy faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, uh, Luke chapter... Luke chapter... Luke chapter 18 from verse 1. Luke chapter 18 from verse 1. And he spoke a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not faint. That men always ought to pray and not faint. We don't have to play, we have to pray. Prayer is important. Prayer is, 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 is the key. Prayer is the master key. Jesus started with prayer. He ended his ministry. He ended his journey with prayer. We can't do anything. We can't walk with God. We can't walk for God if we don't have a devoted prayer life. Studying the word of God alone cannot do it. We have to take our time to pray. To pray. To pray and pray and pray and pray through. To pray and pray and pray through. Amen. And uh, the lastly, to walk by faith in our life journey. That is the reason why we study the word of God. So that we can walk by faith. You know, we walk by faith and not by sight. Our walk with God is by faith. We, go, we don't walk with God by, by our own emotions. We don't walk with God by, by our own imagination. We have a lot of stuff out there and people, people think they can walk with God by their imagination or by their feeling. You can't walk with God by feeling. You have to walk with God by faith. You have to walk with God by faith. By faith. He says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing. It's like a continuous thing. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and keeping hearing the word of God. We have to maintain the space of our spiritual life. That is how faith can be built in our heart, in our life. You are at work, you are going to work, you are listening to the word of God, you are praying, you are driving, you are, you are going to church, you are praying, you are at your house, you are praying. You are praying, you are praying. That's how faith comes. It comes by hearing. You have to keep hearing the word of God. You are in your car, you play the message. You are at work, you play something. You, you, you make sure that your atmosphere is filled. Is filled with the spirit. You make sure that the atmosphere is filled, is charged up. Hallelujah. So faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. That's the reason why we keep uh, encouraging believers to make the study of the word of God very important. The reason why we study is also to walk by faith and not by sight. To walk by faith and not by sight. The Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. As a Christian, we need to engage in the ministry of the Word of God and prayer. The ministry of the Word of God 
and prayer. The book of Ephesians, I'm going to say that for the uh, in conclusion, Ephesians chapter 6, verses 17 to 18. He said, And take the element of salvation, which is the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching with all perseverance supplication for all the saints. Number one, helmet of salvation, we have it. And the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. If we continue to read that, it doesn't stop being saying which is the word of God. It's saying which is the word of God praying. We have to study the word of God prayerfully. You can only be planted in the word of God when you pray. You can only be planted in the word of God when you pray it. You could imagine that a lot of things you want to do, you don't do them. Sometimes you want to live right, sometimes you want to do the right thing, but you find it difficult to do. Why is that so? It happens in my life as well, you know. Sometimes you want to be strong, sometimes you want to... It's because we need to give more to prayer, you know. You know, reading the word is like sowing the seed, planting the seed. Praying is like watering that seed, letting it grow. There's one thing to read the Bible and understand the scripture, what it says, but how do I, how am I going to do what that Bible says? How am I going to do what the word of God says? It has to come from praying. And it says here in Ephesians chapter uh, 6, verse 17 and 18, it says, Praying always with all prayers and supplication in the Spirit. The helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God and praying. I want to encourage you uh, uh, that uh, as Christians, we are not just an ordinary individual. We are not just a philosopher. We are not just a motivational speaker. We are a preacher of the gospel. We are a preacher of the word of God. And we have to preach and preach Jesus wherever we find ourselves and preach the gospel and encourage people to have time, to devote time to, 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 to understand what the Bible says. The Lord will help us in the name of Jesus, understanding the Bible and understanding the scripture and how we can study the word of God. Study the word of God as newborn babies so that you may grow thereby. Thank you very much. Our Father and our God, we bless you. Thank you for this wonderful word. We pray in the name of Jesus that the eyes of your uh, of our understanding will be enlightened. Even as we study, even as we commit ourselves to study your word in the name of Jesus. I pray that you, your Bible says, the, the entrance of, food, of your word bringeth light and understanding. The entrance of your word will shine light into our path in the name of Jesus. Everything that we need to know, the Spirit of God will teach us and it will illuminate and liberate our soul to the understanding of who God is, to the understanding of who Jesus Christ is. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you very much. I love you. God bless. Walking by faith. The scripture says we walk by faith and not by sight. You, 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 as a Christian, you can walk with God by sight. 
You can walk with God by what you feel. You can walk with God by what you think. You can walk with God by your ideas or by your imagination. It has to be by faith. And then faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. How do you boost up your work with God? How do you boost up your faith work with God? It's always by hearing the word of God. How many times do you read the scripture? How many times do you allow the word of God to dwell in your heart richly? You know, a lot of time we are so distracted to the things around us that we neglect the most important thing. We every day, every day of our life, we eat physical food, but we neglect the spiritual food. Bible says, study the world so that you may grow thereby. A lot of Christians today, a lot of us, we are not growing spiritually because we have not had time to study the Word of God. Uh, Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 says, This book of the Lord shall not depart out of your mouth. Thou shalt meditate therein day and night, and thou shalt observe to do according to all that is written therein. And it will make your way prosperous, and you will have good success. Faith is the substance of things hopeful, the evidence of things not seen. We, before we can activate our faith, our work faith with God, we have to know who God is, we have to know His plan for our life, and we have to know how His principles, His ways. We don't walk by sight, we don't walk by the world view of who God is, we walk by the, 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 the world view of who God is. The Lord bless you. Walk by faith, not by sight. Your walk with God is by faith. And I encourage you today, start to walk by faith. And how are you going to do that? By giving time to know who God is, study the word of God, and search the scripture so that you can understand your journey in life and its plan for your life. Thank you very much. Love bless you. Hello, you're welcome to another episode of our Bible study show. We pray that you have been blessed all through from our previous uh, Bible study videos. Uh, today we want to talk about focus and faith. Focus Amen. and faith. We realize that focus and faith work together, you know. Baby, what's focus? Can you focus. define focus? Focus is focus. <laughs> focus is keeping your eyes set on something, having a goal, and focusing on that, not being derailed by different visions, different missions, different mm. tasks. Being focused on the one thing. What is the opposite? Making it the main thing. Good, good. What is the opposite of focus? Distraction. Distraction. What is the opposite of fate? Fear. Unbelief. Unbelief, fear, like if you don't have faith in something, you have fear or unbelief. Mm -hmm. There is so there is a lot of similarities between focus and faith. If you don't if you don't have focus, you can have faith. If you don't have faith, you can focus. You know, because if you want to focus on something, you have faith in that thing that you are focusing on. Now, if you also don't have faith, 
There's no way you can focus on that thing. Mm. Don't make any sense with that. Hmm? Mm -hmm. <laughs> chapter 12, verse 2. Can you read that? We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Praise God. If you don't have a focus, you can have faith in God himself. If you don't have a focus, you can have faith in what you believe and standing for what you believe. This is a form of an encouragement to all believers that focus and uh, having faith work to, to, together. If you want to walk with God in these days, we have to have a focus. Our eyes have to be on Jesus and Jesus alone, you know. Mm. Setting your eyes on Jesus, setting your eyes on Him and on Him alone. And focusing your eyes. And for the fact that we focus our eyes on Jesus, it means we have faith. We have faith in what Jesus said. We have faith in what He instructs us to do. Hallelujah. Faith coming by hearing and hearing the word of God. So when the faith in the word of God keep coming, it will bring focus. It will align our life. It will align our behavior. It will align our character towards a certain goal. Mm -hmm. Focus and faith work together. Focus and faith is very important. Like uh, you have said, focus is uh, fixing your eyes on something not two things you can't focus on two things at the same time you have to focus on one that's where you get an uh, absolute unrepresent yeah. uh, result you know so uh, our work with god has to come with being, uh, being focused every christian must be focused we must not be distracted as we know that there's a lot of distractions you know in the world there's a lot of distraction even in doctrines there's a lot of distraction in the churches you know pastor will come and they will come and a lot of people lead us in the in, in our christian environment we come with some teachings that is not uh, of god you know our eyes will be on jesus alone if anybody preach anything we have to go back to the scripture we have to go back to the bible and then what is jesus saying about this thing not what my pastor is saying. That is how we will focus. It's not like we are neglecting what the pastor is saying. Even Paul, the people of Corinth, they went ahead and saw the scripture. They just don't uh, uh, swallow all what Paul said. They went ahead and they confirmed like, oh, this man of God is saying the truth. He's saying what Jesus Christ has said. So everything has to be aligned and we should not be distracted. Yes. There's a lot of distraction in the world and there's a lot of distraction also in the churches because we have a lot of doctrines. We have Christians are just split with a lot of doctrines. Every doctrine must align with the, the, the word of God. Every doctrine must align with the standard that Jesus set Amen. before us. You want to say something about that? Um, I want to say that if anything doesn't align or if you get um, diverted off of the main focus of God which is salvation you know your foundations your cores your core values those that we hold valuable mm -hmm. in any religion it has to be founded on the Word of God that's right salvation that um, Christ came for us that we have to confess our sins in order to be saved believe that he is Jesus 
Christ, the Son of God. Confess, accept Him, believe. You know, if we don't believe, if we don't have those core things as the core values, and we get derailed or like unfocused or distracted by the way somebody dresses, the way somebody has to talk, the way somebody has to be in order to come to God um, or to stay saved or to be a Christian, then we're really getting diverted off of what the main thing is and getting unfocused. We have to keep those things that are heaven and hell issues, heaven and hell issues. Um, you know, all these other things are distractions. Um, they're religious. And it's time the church wake up and be the church and stop being derailed by these things and caught up on them um, and focusing on them instead of the person that they're witnessing and trying to change um, a new convert or somebody that comes in new to the church, trying to make them look a certain way, like how they think and their belief and their background as a Christian that that person should look. The Church of God, um, you know, Pentecost, Christians, it's a worldwide thing, you know? It's in every culture, it's in every country. Right. We're a vast group of people with vast culture groups, vast backgrounds, right. um, and but we all have those core values, those things that we cannot, you know, we can't say that you can go to heaven many ways. You can mm -hmm. only go through the door, that is Jesus Christ. Right. And we back up through that with scripture. Like firm scripture, like black and white, like you don't have to just go by precepts and go by these little things that are said here and there, but you can go to the Word of God and know that you can take it to the bank and stand on it. That's right. That's right. Uh, you know, this uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2 says, Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the altar and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has, sat, I mean, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, fixing our eyes on Jesus. Jesus is right there at the right hand of God. He despised the shame. He died on the cross of Calvary. He's the main door, and is the only one that we have to focus on. He's the only one that we have to focus on because he is the altar of our faith. That is what we are talking about, you know. Yes. Faith and focus. You can't focus if you don't have faith. You can't have faith if you are if you don't have focus, you know. That is the ticket. Just as a runner in the race, running. If you don't get the prize, you have not win. So this is the ticket. This is the pride that we are. This is the race. This is what this is the reason the reward is Jesus Christ and that is what every one of us should look up to should look out for I'm living my life for Jesus everything I do is for Jesus not for anybody not to impress anybody not to make people feel happy about me or to make people feel like oh they want to clap for me and uh, you know you know give me some accolade but for him and for him alone which is Jesus Christ if we set our eyes on Jesus, our Christian life will be much, much easier. Don't set your eyes on people, on everything, but set it on Jesus and focus your eyes on Jesus because He is the author and the finisher of our faith. Hallelujah. You can way. get diverted and get on, you know, especially I feel like in the Christian mm -hmm. environment, we mm -hmm. say, oh, this person is coming to town. I'm going to go hear them. 
you know, I want to go to this concert mm-hmm. and this, you know, um, camp meeting or this service because so and so is going to be there. Yeah. You know, put it whoever's name you want yeah. in there. Um, TD Jakes or you know, that's a lot. That's a there's lot. so many like <laughs> that. So many. We almost become focused on them. We all become TD Jakes like. Yeah. You know, yeah. So whatever he says, whatever you don't even preacher. bother to check in the Bible. You know, we just grab what he said. Like, oh, he said this. You and know. This is, you know, I'm not against any of, of those course, people, of but you're not. Just saying, we can become too focused on man and not focused enough mm-hmm. on Christ and mm-hmm. get our focus off. You know, this is what that says here that do you know Christ? When we say focus on Christ, do you know Christ? Have you placed your faith and trust in Him? That's the question. Have you placed your trust? Have you placed all what you have on Jesus Christ alone? It's a personal question that we need to ask ourselves. Sometimes we just say Jesus, but you know, when things happen we know who we always run to you know well this is a question that we need to ask ourselves if you if you have not uh the faith in jesus you have really have nothing because your faith your trust your focus has to be on jesus and jesus alone the best way to endure life race to end is to fully focus on jesus the best way to endure life race the best way to live your life is to focus on our faith in Jesus Christ. So this is what we have for you this uh, moment. Faith and focusing on Jesus and Jesus alone. Amen. Let your faith rise and let it be on him that died for you. Amen. Let it be on him that shed his blood on the cross of Calvary just for you and for you alone. Uh, our Christian life does not base on how we walk perfectly in front of our pastors mm-hmm. or how we walk perf- uprightly in front of people and they or see who us we are or who by. we are accepted by yeah, or who exactly. we are rejected by exactly but we must go beyond that you know bible says let your light so shine before mm-hmm. men so that they can see your good work and glorify your father in heaven all what you're doing is to jesus and to him alone yes. that's just a summary yes. Like, not to anybody but to Jesus. So we want to encourage you, keep your focus alive. Keep your focus, your faith alive, fixing your eyes on Jesus Christ. The Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We pray in the name of Jesus that every day, each day as we we wake up, every day as we do things in this life, we will have the consciousness to focus our eyes on you. We have consciousness to focus our eyes on Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We believe that you are going to grant us the grace to walk uprightly for you and for you alone. Mm-hmm. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. amen. Praise God. Bless Praise all God. Of you. We love you. God bless. God bless. Dios te bendiga. Merry Christmas! From the family of Shubanke, we say Merry Christmas to you all. Such a wonderful time, such a wonderful season, season of love, season of joy, a season we celebrate the King of Kings, the season we celebrate our Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't it amazing that it's a special season in this life, you know? We 
are so fortunate, you know, to be a Christian and to be celebrating such a time as this. As we share gifts, send gifts to our loved ones, you know, eat together, have a dinner together. It shows how beautiful heaven should must be, you know. And then we want to, you know, share with us today about the reason for the season. We all say it loud and clear everywhere, like Jesus is the reason for the season. But at the same time, we need to understand the most the importance, you know, of uh, Jesus being at the center of the season. Jesus being the center of our life. Uh, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him shall not perish, for have but have everlasting life. Such a precious gift that God gave His only begotten Son, and Jesus was born. In the manger, he was born as a baby, as a child, to what? To save us from our sin. We need to make Jesus the king of our life, even as we are celebrating Jesus in this wonderful Christmas season. You want to say something, baby? You know, we have that cliche where we say Jesus is the reason for the season, because it kind of rhymes and goes so well. But I like to mix that up and also kind of bring a twist in that Jesus is not just the only reason for the season, but we also can say we are the reason for the season, right? Because Jesus came in a very humble, lowly manger where cows and everything would stay to dwell among the poorest of the poor. And he was the richest of the rich. And he came, why? Why would somebody leave heaven to come to a place like this? He left it for me and you. So we can say that we're the reason that he came try, this season. Try. That we are also the reason for the season. Mm, take it. You get it. You know, we're so precious to him that he decided to come on this earth to understand what it's like to relate with us, to know what it's like to live in this world, this ungodly world, this world that's full of filth and vile things. He came to know what we're going through. To experience this life to show us how to overcome he's the best uh, example we have to live by and we have his words and teachings to this day to overcome and to live a full and joyous life and this season it can also be like a lonely season um, some people this is the year where you remember those that have gone on that you miss so much because it is a time of coming together as family and and unifying and sharing time. Sometimes you miss those ones that were there. That's right. That's right. I know myself, I have a lot of family that's gone on and you know, at the same time it hurts, the same time I'm also filled with a joy that I have a promise and I know that they have gone before and that they're cheering me on mm. where it says in the Bible, a great cloud of witnesses, mm-hmm. a great cloud of people going that have went before us and that have won the race and have made it that they're there they're cheering us on and live every life like to the fullest you only get one life you know live live it for something that matters Mm -hmm. Um, not just the humdrum we can be so busy in this season getting our houses together get everything decorated oh did i buy a gift for this person Mm -hmm. 
um, and I need to make it to this, 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 and this event. Some people have like three or four places to be in uh, the Christmas season and the week of Christmas. But don't forget that it's moments, moments spent with people that matter. And um, even though we do this video and everything, I mean, I seem like we're able to really relate with everyone because it seems kind of like there's a, a video in between us, but we really want to be able to connect with all of you, so don't hesitate to private message us, text us, what have you, with your questions, or if you just want somebody to pray for you, we love to do that. We're here for that reason as well. That's good. You know, I also want to share this, that um, even as we celebrate love, as we celebrate peace among people, among our friends, important thing as my wife has said is that we should really make uh, Jesus be at the center the moment we realize Jesus being at the center of everything we also know that we are also important to God because if we are not there God will not come and die you know, but because we feel like we believe that for my sake Christ died you know so we are celebrating ourselves as we are celebrating the birth of Jesus. Yes. So in everything we are doing this season, let's have it at the back of our mind, how important, how special we are, and how God has really made us special in His sight for Him to send Jesus to die for our sin. Such an amazing and amazing opportunity for us to call, to, to, to have Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior. And that's the most important thing because if we don't really realize that the reason for the celebration is useless, if we don't see ourselves as Christ died for me, a wretched sinner, someone that doesn't have any hope, but Jesus came to die for my sin, we will we, 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 we have more reason to celebrate the birth of Jesus. Because we would always allow him to be the king of our life. Like God, Jesus Christ, you are my Lord and Savior. I love you so much. I can't do anything without you. My family cannot do anything without you. My life is nothing without you, Jesus. And the moment we realize that, the moment we celebrate this season very well, you know, it's very important as a Christian, as we believers, to make use of this season, more importantly, share the love of Christ to people, you know, share people that have needs, give them what you can afford, like, oh yes, I'm celebrating the birth of Jesus, God loves me, he loves you too, anybody that is in a situation that you need to, you know, give them hope, don't hesitate to advise them, to exhort them, to inspire them. If you want to give people, give them, you know, the gift of God. You know what I'm saying? So it's very important for us to really utilize the season very well. Yes. Very well. Very well. Mm -hmm. So we just really love being able to share a little bit with you about the season of why Christ came. Mm -hmm. He came for you. He came that you might have life. Have it. More abundantly that we would be able to have a way in this world and to restore again that communication with God that we were without hope but Christ came and he gave us that hope and he came in a way
way that a lot of people didn't think that he would come. He had been prophesied all throughout the Old Testament, and he didn't come the way the Israelite, his own people that he was, you know, born to. They didn't accept him because he didn't come on a noble steed, like a knight in shining armor, as a king to defeat the, the Roman Empire, though eventually it did fall. But I think he came as a baby, he came in the most humble form, because he wasn't seen among the kings and among the, the elite of the elite when he was here. He was seen among the publicans, he was seen among the poor, he was seen among the sick, he was seen among the fishermen, the, you know, the people that just 12 disciples he decided to take along and to, to really pour everything he had into, or people that weren't very like you know comely they weren't very attractive they weren't they didn't have a nice air about them you know people didn't really accept them but Christ came for them and he took them and he chose them and he poured everything he had into them that speaks to me because I know I wasn't always the most sought after person I might not still be to this day but Christ came for me, mm. and that gives me hope, that gives me a purpose, that gives me value. That's right. Our value is in Christ, That's right. and when we understand that and we wrap our minds around that, it's immovable. Right. Nobody can tear you down, no thought, mm. nothing can come against you when That's we right. get to that realization. He came for me. Hallelujah. And he took everything for me, mm. and nothing is impossible with Hallelujah. him. You need a healing? God is your healer. That's right. He said, by his stripes, we are healed. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, go ahead. <laughs> yes. He's a healer. I have a, a very close loved one of mine that right now she's going through a lot. And we're praying for healing. We're believing healing that God can touch her, get her through this, this time around this holidays when she's having to have different surgeries and things going on with her. We're believing God for healing. That's right. And that's why he came. Right. It's not his will for us to be sick. It's not his will for us to be in bondage. No. It's not his will for us not to live a full life. So we're believing God. Yes, you know, healing is temporal. We're going to all eventually pass, you know, one of the founding fathers said two things are, are never going to change in this life, and that's death and taxes. So, but we want to live the time that we have to the fullest. We don't want to miss what other things God might have for us. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. So Jesus is the season. Is the reason for the season. Hallelujah. You're so, the reason for the season. Exactly. Because Christ lives yes. in us. <laughs> he said, greater is he that lives in the world, that lives in us, than he that lives in the world. So therefore, Christ is in me, the hope of glory. That means we are the reason for this season because Jesus died Amen. for our sin. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Yes. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for the Son, the Son Jesus Christ that you have sent to us to die for our sin. Thank you because right now we have hope. We have peace in God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for the privilege. We give you praise. We give you glory. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. 
enjoy this season and know that you are the reason for this season because Jesus died for your sin. He came to the world for your sake. Hallelujah. I just want to read one scripture about the birth of Christ in Luke chapter 2 verse 7. And she, Mary, Jesus' mother, brought forth her firstborn son. He was born. And she wrapped him in swaddling clothes, which swaddling clothes wasn't cashmere. It was very uh, common, common cloth. And she laid him in the manger because there was no room for them in the end. Christ came and we didn't have room for him. I feel like that's a message. Mm. Are you making room for Christ? And even if you're not making room for Him, He is still there knocking. He's still coming. And He's still there. Because He came for you. You know, He came particularly for you to set you free. Mm -hmm. To wash you out of your sins. Yes, Mm -hmm. He came to change you. He came to make you a better person. He came to fulfill you. He came to give you eternal life. Amen. Let's make room for Him. Let's make room for Him. Let's not get too busy. Let's make room for Christ. And let's allow Him to be the Lord of our lives. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's be ready for Him. Mm. Let's be ready for Christ. I don't want to be found um, being about too busy. I don't want to be found too busy for Him. I don't want to be found too full of all these cares of the of this life. I don't want to be found too full of myself. That's right and arrogant and pride you know i don't want to be too full of myself i want to be open empty christ empty me of me and fill me with you i want to be found ready let's make room for christ this season make room for christ in our families and our time that we have together And a wonderful prosperous new year here. 2020. It's going to be a great year. 2020 vision. Clarity. We're going to move forward farther than we ever dreamed of because we got 2020 vision and 2020. Clear vision. Yes. Clear, clear, fervent, on fire. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. We're going to do great things for God. Yes, God's going to be lifted up higher in our lives. He's going to get more glory through us. Amen. He's going to break more chains off of people's lives. We're going to see more souls come to the kingdom of God. We're going to believe God for great things. Financial breakthroughs. Open doors. Open doors. Amen. New levels. Yes. Hallelujah. Open God. Praise God. Giveth to all men. Liberally, thank mm-hmm. God. He gives Hallelujah. us, he's not like a penny pincher. No, no, God's no. a good father, Hallelujah. gives us what we're ready for when Praise we need God. it on time. Amen. And he doesn't hold back, he's thank not a you. penny pincher. Thank you. Praise Jesus. God. Hallelujah. God bless you. We love you. 
and we wish you a wonderful Merry Christmas. Bye. Happy New Year 2020. 2020. It's going to be a wonderful year for you. It's going to be an amazing year. It's going to be a year that God is going to lift you up and God is going to manifest Himself strong in your life. Amen. Amen. We have a word for you again this moment. It's a wonderful year for us and we are pressing on. We are strong and we are doing exploit for God this year in Jesus' name. We want to share with you this moment about taking the leap of faith. Taking the leap of faith. This year is going to come with new challenges. It's going to come with new blessings. But before we can receive the blessing from God, we have to take the leap of faith. We have to take a step. We are going to read from Hebrews uh, chapter 11, verse 6. You want to read without that? faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek, seek him. him. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. This is one of the areas in scripture that you understand the importance of faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. A lot of us as Christians, this year, we have to make an amendment and please God with a strong faith mm -hmm. in our heart, in how we believe God for great things, how we believe God for what He has promised. Amen. Take a leap of faith this year. Take action in whatever God has you know, put in your life, put in your heart. Take action. Take a leap of faith. What, is, what does it mean for you to take a leap of faith? It's saying that you have to take that bold step. Whatever God has instructed you to do this year, don't hesitate. Don't look back. Don't look, what, what can I do? Look about what God can do. Amen. And you can only please God by taking that leap. Taking a leap is taking that first step. Taking that first step because you believe God that is going to surprise you and is going to make a way where there seems to be no way. Bible says in the children of Israelite, they walk in the wilderness and God shows show up for them. This year, the message that God has for you is to take a leap of faith. You want to do a lot of things. You have dreamt like this year, I believe I'm going to do this. But this is the first uh, second uh, day is going to the third day of january you have to take a leap of faith uh nothing comes easy if you don't take a step if you don't take a decision someone said a journey to a thousand years start from a step a decision yes. write the vision make it plain upon the wall whatever god has given to you whatever god has you know, uh, speak to you about, you have to take action on it, about your family, about your ministry, about your business, about anything that you know that God has uh, uh, instructed you to do. Don't let it pass by January, don't let it pass by February, take a step, write it down and walk towards it. 
taking a leap of faith is not easy and it's not the road easily traveled and sometimes when you take a leap of faith the people that you love most the people that you look up to the most the people closest to you that love you the most may discourage you from taking that leap of faith um, don't believe anybody got anywhere doing something great by listening to people around them they're usually uncommon doing something uncommon and you have to be in order to be taking a leap of faith you have to be in tune with God knowing his voice and that his voice is louder than the voices of others around you Try. you know setting your eyes like Flint on God setting your eyes on the purpose that you were placed on this earth you're not gonna be somebody accomplishing great things for the Lord accomplishing great things is merely accomplishing your purpose in life you know it may not be great to somebody else but it's great to you for you and your life at this time this moment you're needed to do and fulfill your purpose right. but set your eyes on that goal go forward don't let people discourage you don't listen to anybody else's voice but the voice of God That's right. because many will rise and try and say like it's impossible or they may say that you're wrong in doing that they may judge you they may discredit you for trying that but I just want to encourage you keep your eyes on the prize keep your eyes on what God has for you stay in tune with him let his voice be louder than the voices of those around you so that you can take that leap of faith without faith no man can please God and I know that a lot of us want to please God. We want to go out and conquer the battle for Him mm. and with Him, by His strength. We can do all things with Christ. We can do all things. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I want to say this. The basis of our belief as Christians is faith. The basis of our own belief with God. Because the Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please God. Before we can uh, become, we have to believe. Before we can become the plan, I mean, what God has planned for us, we have to believe. So become, always come before believe. We have to become that thing, then we believe. We must believe what God says. What is God saying about you? It's not enough to just profess that you're a Christian, but you have to believe what God says. So um, we are encouraging you today, as we are encouraging ourselves, that this year you have to take that leap of faith. You have to take that leap of faith. You have to believe and ab ab absorb the word of God strongly in your heart. This is what God told me. Not Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. We are not walking by what people say, by the opinion of people by the idea or by uh, uh, the circumstance. circumstance or you know people will give you a lot of excuses why you should not do something but as long as you know that it is God that has instructed me to do it don't hesitate take that first step and let me tell you the moment you take the first step God will come in Amen. but if you have not taken that first step if you are still afraid nothing will happen but I want to encourage you Take that first step. Don't mind what people say, the naysayer, people that are afraid. And it will come from people that love you. Because they love you so much. But if truly God is in it, if truly God has instructed you to do it, don't hesitate to take that leap of faith. And come and see how God will show up. 
once you take that leap of faith. This is the beginning of the year 2020. You have to take a leap of faith if you want a bigger and a better result for this year. Take a leap of faith. The Lord bless you in the name of Jesus. Mm. You know, I can think of um, times in my life that the biggest blessings were those that I took that leap of faith and they were sometimes um, controversial steps, mm. steps that many people judged me on. And that's the kind of time when you really, God is really molding your character and forming you that will you really trust me in what I say? And my voice above what other people's voices are saying will you care more about what I think and what I'm saying and what I'm telling you to do more than what other people's right. outlook on you will be if you do take that step of faith That's right. you know a lot of times we want to stay with the crowd we don't want to be seen if that's your character if that's your personality that's fine but there are those moments that you're not going to be able to be fully who you were meant to be in Christ if you're constantly looking at man, engaging yourself by them. Your meter or your ruler, your measuring stick, your rule of measurement should be that of God. That's the only way that we can live that life of faith. So this year of 2020, know who you are. Have that clear 2020 vision where you know where you're going. You know what God has for you. You know who you are and stay true to you. Stay true to who God wants you to be so that you can walk that walk of faith that you can say, you know what? Like David said, when he went up against Goliath, he said, I slayed the bear. I slayed the lion. God was Jehovah Jireh, Mm -hmm. my provider, everything I needed through that. And he helped me do it then. This Goliath, this uncircumcised Philistine mm-hmm. that's talking about the mm-hmm. God's people like this. Absolutely. Who are you? Absolutely. Who do you think? He knew boldness. who he was. He had the boldness to go out in faith because he knew who he was. And he that's knew right. his God. So that's right. Praise let's know God. our God. Let's stay in tune with him. Yeah. And let's know who we are so that we can walk that life of faith this year 2020 awesome don't let anybody hinder you don't let yourself hinder you Mm -hmm. your poor self-esteem your fears your anxieties Mm -hmm. i would say i am determined that i'm going to be who god purposed for me to be in my Mm -hmm. life in this year 2020 i'm going to go to college i'm going to get that degree i'm going to i'm going to go to that you know exercise room with my you know, mm-hmm. New Year's resolution being weight loss. I'm going to go take care of that business and get that account right. in my business. I'm going to write that book. I'm going to sing that song. That's I'm going right. to get involved in that ministry. Hallelujah. Whoever's wa- listening, watching, go out. Amen. Go after the things of God by faith. Amen. If the devil is wouldn't tell you to do it, it's probably God telling you to do it. Yeah. So... If it's you not know, glorifying. The, the devil, the God cannot tell you not to do what is right and what mm. is good. Mm. So if you are trying to do something and something is telling you, oh, you can't do it, God will not give you the spirit of fear. Yes. You know, if it has to caution you, it's a different thing. But most of the time, the spirit of God will always energize you to do something. Mm. 
mm-hmm. you know, especially what is accordance with the scripture. Mm-hmm. The Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Be in tune with God. Know who you are. Know the God that you serve and take that leap of faith. Mm-hmm. Do that thing. Take that first step mm-hmm. and the Lord will show up for you and the Lord will be with you. We pray in the name of Jesus for you that the Lord that has been with you all through these years, this year he will show himself strong and stronger in the name of Jesus. You will have testimony this year and you will have breakthrough this year and God himself will bless you abundantly. What you need to take that leap of faith, the Spirit of God will give it unto you in the name of Jesus. Thank you very much. We love you. You're welcome once again to our wonderful Bible study weekly video. Thank you for watching as always. As always, here we are again. Yes, here we are again to share the word of God with you. I hope you will be blessed even as we share the word of God. Praise God. This moment we want to talk about in tune with God. In tune with God. Are you in tune with God? When we talk about being in tune with God, we mean do we maintain our fellowship with God? In Matthew chapter 6, verse 3 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness, and all other things shall be added unto you. Simply saying, don't put the car before the horse. Don't start to pursue or go after the things that God will give unto you. Go after God first. Make God your priority. Make God your focus. So that is what we want to share with you. I will believe that the Lord will help us and the Lord will make, uh, uh, give us more knowledge to be able to communicate this to you in a way that you would really understand in tune with God. Sweetie, what does it, how do you see the topic being in tune with God? I think in tune with God is giving God the opportunity to speak to you, to meditate on God. A lot of times we pray and we are the ones doing all the talking and we're not taking that time to really connect with God and allow Him to speak to us, allow Him to guide us. Um, being in tune with God is moving where God is moving. Being mm. in tune with God is being in the spirit and the mind of God. Like, God, give me your desires, give me your heart. Like, really seeking after the heart of God, as we saw David did. He was a man after God's own heart. So, in short, I know that was a long explanation, but in short, being in tune with God you know is going after his heart. That takes as the heart panted after the water broke, mm. so my heart panted after you. Yeah. You're right. The heart meaning like... You're there. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, from that topic in tune, it's just like you're trying to, you know, tune the frequency of your, of your radio to a particular radio station that you love to hear, you know. If you are, the moment you are, you know, trying to tune the radio or the TV, if it has not reached that frequency, it won't give you the desired channel that you want. Mm. So, God is with us, but a lot of time we are far from Him. Mm. Am I making that sense with that? Yeah. We are far from Him. We have to be in tune with God so that we can 
you know, follow his leading. If you are not in tune with God, there's no way God will lead us and will follow. There's no way God will speak and we are going to hear because we are not in tune with him. How can we be in tune with God? By making sure that our fellowship with him is strong enough so that whatever is saying per time, we can be able to respond or receive it, you know. It's one thing to say, oh God, where's your face? It's another thing to be available to, to a position or to a place where God will speak to us and we'll be able to, uh, to, to, to listen. <laughs> I am very in tune with my husband. Mm. As we, an example. <laughs> are we are we kind of going to you know put this as an example, right? Mm. You know, it's just like being uh, you know the relationship between the couples. You know, mm. people can be in relationship or being in marriage and they are not in tune with each other. True. They are not in agreement with each other. You know, they they don't know the language, the love language that either of the party really, you know, uh, really respond to. Yeah. It's really a big problem. You yes. know, it, 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 you, you'll find out that you are not really communicating very well. Mm. It's not verbal communication at this time, but understanding the language that both parties would really be able to understand better. Mm. The same thing with our relationship with God. You know, we have to be in tune with God. The Bible says, seek Him first, the kingdom of God. Seek God first. Seek Him in everything. In, in, in our decision making, let's seek the face of God. Let's be in tune with God. I, I, I believe when we are in tune with God, we are more comfortable. You understand? When we are in tune with our spouse, we are much comfortable and at peace. There is that peace. Yeah. There is that peace, yeah. There is that peace actually, yeah, you're, you're right. When we are in tune with our spouse, there is that peace of mind. You know, if you discover people going home and they start to, you know, be so worried like, ah, oh, I'm going to meet this husband of mine again, I'm going to meet this oh, wife of mine again, you know, that kind of feeling. You know, but the moment we are really in tune with God, it will grant us that peace of mind. Grant us peace of mind. So we would like to really encourage us as Christians. Let's be in tune with God. Seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all other things will be added unto you. Seeking for that is the line that I want to bring out mm -hmm. from that. For you to get in tune with God, seek him first. God bless you. As you watch our video uh, this time, and I pray in the name of Jesus that uh, the understanding of the Word of God will be shared abroad in our heart. We continue in the name of Jesus. Thank you very much. We love you. Bye. God bless. Did I steal the line? <laughs> you know, see my line is disturbing with the leg you are doing. <laughs>
Because of who you are, I give you glory. Because of who you are, I give you praise. Because of who you are, I lift my voice and say, Oh, I worship you because of you. Jehovah, Jireh, oh, my provider, Jehovah, is here. <laughs> Lord, you reign in victory. Jehovah, Shireh, oh, I praise you. Because of you, you are oh, and I worship you. Because of you, you are. Because of you, you are. I give you praise. Because of who you are, I give you praise. Because of who you are, I will hear my voice and sing. Lord, I worship you because of who you are. Lord, I worship you because of who you are. You are. <laughs> Not funny. Oh, I'm sure it's Shh. Hey. They're going to hear you and they're going to offend them. Jesus. Lamb of God. What is your name? Rauri Abago, Alleluia, Belagina. Rauri Abago, Alleluia, like Belagina. Rauri Abago, Alleluia, Alleluia, Rauri Abago. Yeah, Yoruba 101. Oh, no, 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 no. Ah. 